Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Inside the Studio on iHeartRadio. My name's Jordan Runtog, but enough about me. My guest today has sold over 50 million albums, won nine Grammys, sung a Bond theme, and inspired millions with her electrifying vocals, melodic mastery, and dedication to her craft. Come on, this is the person who gave us every day's a winding road. If it makes you happy, strong enough, leave in Las Vegas, soak up the sun, and of course, the immortal all I want to do. Any one of those is enough to earn my undying love and respect for a lifetime. She's the subject of a new documentary on Showtime that's out today called Cheryl. It explores her incredible journey, which took her from teaching music to school kids to sharing the stage with Michael Jackson in just a few short months before she exploded as a musical force in her own right with 1993's Tuesday Night Music Club. The film documents her battle against far too many isms, sexism, ageism, and at times her own perfectionism. But it's ultimately a story about finding happiness on your own terms. It's a happiness she sings of in a new song called Forever, which is included on the album that accompanies the documentary. Inspired by her two sons, it's a tribute to cherishing deep connections and being truly present. I'm so happy to welcome Cheryl Crow. I hope you enjoy our conversation. I love your documentary so much. I mean, it's like your music. It's warm, revelatory, compelling, and just so unflinchingly authentic and honest. It's so wonderful. I was surprised to learn that you actually were a little hesitant to do it at first. Why was that? Oh, I think, well, first and foremost, I'm a really private person. And and I also didn't want to make a documentary that just felt like a recap of awards. And, <laughs> you know, I didn't want it to feel like a 
behind the music or something like that, even though I love VH1. So there's no knock against that. And they practically put me on the map. But I just wanted it to feel, I wanted to tell the real story. And I wanted to actually tell the story of the person behind, you know, 30 years of living or even longer than that, you know. But I, I was hesitant because I feel like most documentaries are made about people after they've died. And I just thought, <laughs> oh, I still have a lot of living to do. But anyway, I gave into it and we did it. Oh, it was so incredible. And as you mentioned, this documentary will teach people so much about the person behind these songs that we know and love. Did it teach you something about yourself? Yeah, I mean, I guess in in reflecting on all of the life's experiences, I, I really realized that a lot of what I went through is what so many women go through, no matter what business they're in, particularly when you work in companies that are run mostly by men and and you know, there was, there, there's just a lot along the way that I think probably a lot of young female artists have experienced. And there was something kind of liberating about being able to tell that story. None of these things have I ever talked about openly or publicly. And to even talk about getting older in my business, which is, you know, is, has its own set of challenges. Um, and to talk about mental health. And um, I, I learned, you know, I learned that, Ultimately, I wound up being the person I started out as. Um, I went on a lot of detours, and it took me a while to figure out how to get back. But um, it, it was interesting living, reliving it. It was so interesting. It, it opened with um, clips from an interview where the interviewer calls you driven, which to me sounds like a compliment. And I, I heard that. I thought, but then reading more about it, it seems like that was a much more loaded phrase in, in the, the early to mid-90s. I thought it was an interesting way to start the documentary. Yeah, I mean, it still is somewhat. I can remember when, um, I think it was Kamala Harris was running for president <laughs> or maybe Amy Closure, and they, they called her ambitious. She's too amb She's She's... Too ambitious, and as if that's a bad thing. Kind of thing you, if you call that, if you say that about a man, you go, "Yeah, he's gonna be great," you know. And um, it just seems to be sort of a sideways compliment. Um, and and certainly, when I was asked, uh, I think Steve Croft asked me about it. It did hit me kind of funny, like, you know, what a horrible thing to be called driven. <laughs> I thought it came across to me as a compliment. I hadn't realized, yeah. Oh, it was. I mean, th this film is, is so wonderful. Anyone listening now who hasn't seen it yet, uh, please pause this episode and go listen to it or go watch it. It is absolutely amazing. W one of the most mind-blowing moments of this documentary for me was when you were hired to go out on the Michael Jackson tour relatively soon after arriving in Los Angeles. I mean, I'd known the story. Oh, my God. I mean, I I'd known the story, but seeing the footage from these shows in Tokyo in front of 70,000 people, whatever it was, really just put it in perspective. Did... Did seeing that level of fame at that close range and everything that comes with it from the craziness and, you know, intrusion to the privilege and the ador adoration, did that alter your musical goals in any way? Was it like, oh my gosh, I maybe I don't want this type of thing? Or was it the opposite? Did it, did it inspire you to be, not to use that word, ambitious? <laughs> yeah, you know what it did? It made me really confused because I was, I was raised... Um, by two hardworking and really, you know, solid Midwestern parents. And I was raised um, with this idea that if you're a good person and, you know, you do the right thing and you work hard, that, you know, that's that's what will serve you in life. And when I got on that tour and really got a glimpse into what 
how the business works. You know, the fact that large corporations will buy, uh, or back then, this was during payola, that they would buy, you know, a million copies of Michael's record and it would come out at number one. I mean, they everything was mapped out. I, I came away from it feeling like I'm never going to be able to be a big artist because I don't have that machine behind me. And then to also um, to witness this incredible artist, whether you like Michael or you don't, after what we know about him, um, to witness that kind of artistry and, and to see massive audiences reacting um, like he was the Beatles or whatever. I mean, it just was a huge, I'd never seen anything like it. I'd never been out, of, I'd barely been out of Missouri. I mean, I'd only been in California for six months. Every single thing about that about that tour, um, the eight months of it was was life changing. And when I came home, um, I went back to complete um, unknownness. No one knew who I was, and I started waiting tables again. It was like I went right back to where I was before, like it never happened. Wow. I mean, it, it must have been fitting in a sense because I think I'm right in saying ABC was the first record you ever bought, right? First record I ever bought was ABC, yeah. Wow. I have a lot of threads in my life. <laughs> who are some of the other uh, artists who sort of set you on your path? Um, well, growing up, uh, you know, around, well, as early as I can remember, my parents played music in the house. They were musicians. Um, I, I listened to a lot of James Taylor and Carole King, Tapestry, um, I listened to a lot, my parents played a lot of big band music and a lot of crooners. So I knew all that stuff. Grew up watching uh, musicals on TV like Oklahoma and My Fair Lady and West Side Story. But then as I got older, I, I gravitated to, you know, Fleetwood Mac and the Rolling Stones and um, uh, just got really into rock and roll and started to cut my teeth on that. And then when I went and saw Bonnie Raitt as a teenager and saw her playing guitar, I was like, okay, wait a minute. So you can be a woman and you can play guitar and you can front a band of dudes. Um, and that's what I wanted to do. What is the transition like going from somebody who who appreciates music and loves to listen to it to creating your own and writing your own songs. I mean, as someone like me who loves music with all of his heart and has never been able to write a song in his life, that's a turning point that's always fascinating for me. Well, was there a moment for you, like a light bulb moment or was it a gradual progression? I didn't have a light bulb moment. I just had this work ethic and, and also this, I felt like music was a lifeline for me. I mean, I think a lot of kids will find that thing that they form their identity around because being a teenager is hard, you know? <laughs> I can't imagine being a teenager now with social media, but um, for me, it was music. Like I knew how to play. I could play by ear. I could play anything I heard, sit down at the piano and play Stevie Wonder and Elton John. And, um, you know, I just knew that's how I, f I saw myself. And I saw myself getting out of my hometown. And um, music was just a lifeline for me. And that was the very thing that I just gravitated to in every way. You know, I had no business crashing an audition for Michael Jackson, but I just felt like, what do I have to lose, you know? So um, I just kept, kept keeping on.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. If you're 21 years old and use nicotine or tobacco, I'm here to tell you about Black Buffalo and how it's redefining tradition for millions of adult consumers. So if you're over 21, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults aged 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. There was something you said recently, I think it was on the Bobby Bones podcast, about your, your writing process and creative process, at least for your first few albums, when I think it was Bill Bottrell suggested that everyone play the instrument that wasn't their primary one, which to me is just the coolest thing. I mean, you're a classically trained pianist, and now you're on bass or something. I just thought that was such an interesting method. I wanted to ask you more about that, that way to keep, I guess, spontaneity in the creative process. Yeah, and I really gravitate to that now even. And I carry that with me. I mean, I learned I've learned so much from so many people along the way. And that is has been a really valuable tool. And it's really the reason I wound up playing bass, because I'd find myself playing writing melodies over bass lines, which kept me from just playing the same chord progressions because as a piano player, you know, you get oh. comfortable, you know what sounds good. And I would I would think melody and lyric and just play the root. And then I would try to have somebody else come in and play the bass part and be like, no, that doesn't feel right. And so I wound up being the bass player, right? And that that was just such a, a great way to approach record making was by like what can what can I do that hasn't been done before? And um and I still try to do that. That is so cool. You're one of my my bass playing heroes. I I, I love you. 
And I've I've really rarely heard of people writing on the bass. I think that's the coolest thing that you use that as as your your muse, your starting point. Yeah, it's been really. I mean, I have this one guitar. It's an acoustic guitar. It's a 1964 country and western that we call the little money maker because most of the songs that I've made money off of have been written on that. But um, starting about the Globe Sessions, I started writing on bass and wrote my favorite mistake on bass and wrote, I mean, there's a lot of Be Myself that was written on bass. And um, yeah, it's it keeps me from being schlocky, I think. <laughs> I mean, speaking of, of the little money maker, I was going to ask you, is there an element of, I hate to use this word, but superstition in your songwriting? I mean, a certain instrument, a certain room, a certain time of day, a certain tea that you drink before you start? Is there an element just to kind of, that gets you in in the zone, for lack of a better term, for when you start to you write? You know, it's been a really funny um, progression for me. In the old days, we would never record before like, you know, six at night. We Generally, in the old days, I would walk in and just have like a couple of lines for a song or have a couple of ideas or whatever. And we would, you know, go out, run around New Orleans or wherever we were recording New York. We'd come back after dinner. We'd drink some beer or some wine and start recording about 10. And then we'd go to like four in the morning. You know, it would be crazy. And <laughs> something in my mind was like, well, I can't write a, a great song unless I've had some wine and it's like the middle of the night or whatever. <laughs> my last few records I've written between school drop-off and school pickup. And I am so inspired. So I don't know. I think... I think once you get that that thing out of your head that tells you this is the way it's got to be, uh, you can write anywhere just by sitting quiet, picking up a bass or a great instrument and just seeing what happens. Do you find that, that the best songs uh, are the ones that are most effortless, ones that kind of come the, the fastest? Yeah, I think the ones that are the most anointed are the ones that kind of come out of nowhere. And then there are those songs that are good songs that you've crafted because you know how to craft a song. But I've had a few songs in my career that came out of nowhere that weren't even typical of how I write um, that I feel like are just the gifts that you are eternally humbled by. What are some of those? Are any that come to mind? Yeah, I mean, Redemption Day is definitely one of those. That that was a song that um, came off the heels of my going and playing for the troops in Bosnia. And I came home because I, I split up with a, a relationship that I thought was kind of a forever relationship and was going to, you know, write from the heart. And I just couldn't get anywhere with it. So I put my guitar down and opened my computer. And suddenly I'd written seven or eight stanzas, which is not really how I write. I don't usually... Im- embrace or even adopt that Bob Dylan cadence, but it just came out of nowhere as if it was, it needed to be written. And then ultimately Johnny Cash wound up recording it. So it just goes to show you that music is just, it's not definable. Inspiration is not definable. Um, It's from some other cosmic space, you know, it's just, it's a gift. I, yeah, I I wanted to ask you about, I, I'm so fascinated by the notion of rules in songwriting because I'm mean, just that line between rules and raw creativity. And and you've spoken about how, you know, listening to people like Burt Bacharach is, is it just, you know, that, that's a great teacher right there, just listening to stuff. How important are rules in the songwriting? Is it the kind of thing that you need to know in order to break them? 
It's funny, when I went to college, I got my degree in classical piano and you had to take a composition class and there are all these rules, like you can never use um, parallel fifths and parallel- The devil's fifths. interval. You no, know, it's all these, um, all these rules that are basically meant to be broken if you're truly tapping into art. And I do feel that way about songwriting, although I think there's something really beautiful and I tell this to young artists all the time. One of the greatest things you can ever do is get in a cover band because even by osmosis, you, you are exposed to what makes music, what makes styles, what makes a great pop song great. And for me, having grown up in cover bands um, and for me learning how to sing like, I mean, being in cover bands and having to sing like, Shaka Khan, now you're going to sound like Chrissy Hine. Now you're knowing how to manipulate the voice. All those things are really powerful when you sit down to try to figure out who you are and you're able to pull from these influences. Um, I, I find it to be really helpful. Um, I mean, I can listen to a Burt Bacharach song and I will ultimately, if I sit down and start playing, I will write something that's a little bit different than if I've just listened to an Eagles song or, and neither one of them less important than the other. That's so interesting. I never thought of it that way. Almost reverse engineering these, you know, these hits if you're in a cover band to kind of see what, what, what works. Yeah. I mean, and it's great, you know, it's great to know why, um, you know, a, a James Jamerson baseline can suddenly make a, uh, a song fly out of the radio and last for 50 years, you know? And those are the things that if you're lucky and ever get one of those, um, you know, you can retire. <laughs> Happy. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you're 21 years old and use nicotine or tobacco, I'm here to tell you about Black Buffalo and how it's redefining tradition for millions of adult consumers. So if you're over 21, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults aged 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.
what is your relationship like to music today? Is it is it a daily practice like some people do yoga and some people jog? Or is it something that you do only when you feel moved and feel as though, you know, you have something to say? Um well it's it's been different recently because when the pandemic happened, I had so much free time and it was it was beautiful free time. I mean, I feel a little guilty saying that, but I didn't have that whole like, oh my gosh, everybody else is touring. I should be out there touring. Nobody was touring. And to be able to just sit down and play and have the luxury of getting back into just loving music, playing other people's songs. And um, I've gotten where I just, I will more likely go sit at the piano or pick up my guitar now and just play for the fun of it than I have in years. And it feels so great. And my kids, when I first started doing that and practicing, I mean, I started actually practice, practicing my own material so I could do um, virtual concerts. They're like, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm practicing. And they're like, why are you practicing? You already know how to play. And I'm like, because practice makes you better, you know, and that, <laughs> and because I love it. And it's the reason that I do it is because it's, it's the thing I loved first. And so it's good for them to see that as well. Um, but yeah, I, I do write when I'm, I'm inspired, but I also write when I'm not inspired. And sometimes good songs come out of that. Wow, I mean, that's the, the craft, I guess, too, when you can sit down and, and make a song, even where there was once nothing, you, you get up from your desk later and there's something right there. Yeah, and that's the great motivating factor is that you, there's, there's always that possibility that you'll come out with something that you've never written before and it, and it makes you feel. I think a, a really interesting example of that, I, I was a huge fan of the Beatles Get Back documentary. And, and to see them, I think I, I heard you say that, that watching the band sit down, trying to come up with stuff on the spot, and really, for a lot of it, fail, uh, changed your relationship to music in a certain way, I think, was, was something that I think you saw well, in the Bobby Bones show. Watching that just blew my mind. I mean, I think... Um, well, first and foremost, there was so much so much lore about who they were hmm. and how they broke up and all that. And you witnessed these friends. I mean, and and not just friends, but like um, they were like spelunkers. I mean, they, <laughs> they literally were like discovering and creating uh, music that has been the springboard for all of us. And and to witness the incredible talent. I mean, even when they were jamming up those songs that ultimately wound up on the White Album and Abbey Road and Let It Be, um, just the incredible musicianship. I was so inspired um, by that documentary that I wound up watching the third one twice and then wound up going in the studio and writing this song called Forever with my buddy Jeff that is right from you know, the yesterday handbook or the blackbird handbook of just vulnerability. That song, I was going to ask you about that, your song Forever. I, I found it difficult to listen to and watch the video without getting choked up. I thought it was so tremendously moving, such a, a, a touching piece of music. I wanted to ask you more about that. Obviously, much of your 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 sons are in there. Um, I, and they've never been. I've never let them be a part of my social media platform. I've, I've always felt like they needed to be shielded from that because they deserve the right to just be kids and not be famous. Um, 
but that song was was the result of my 15-year-old coming home and talking about the stress that he experiences at school and some of his friends' experience. And man, kids today experience so much more stress than we did. I mean, we they're worrying about the big stuff, like whether the planet is going to not sustain us. I mean, they're worried about things that would never have been in my mind, I, I would be worried about whether I got asked to the eighth grade dance. You know, that 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 was the kind of worry we had. And um, so that, that was the impetus for that song and the inspiration for it. Oh, it's an incredible track. It, it's on the album that's accompanying the documentary. There's a few new songs on it. I also love... Let me put it this way. Let It Bleed is one of my favorite Stones albums ever. Your version of Live With Me, oh, it it rocks. It's so great. What led you to record that track? It's so awesome. Well, you know, it's we. It, it's in the documentary, and it was the very first thing I ever got to play with the Rolling Stones. And man, they have been, I mean, they're the bedrock for me of, I mean, if it weren't for them, there'd be no Cheryl Crow for sure. And... Um, so we thought this would be fun. It's in the movie. Let's do a cover. Let's do our version of their song, which is a crazy task in and of itself. And then in the right when we were done, I thought, you know what, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna text Mick and just see if he might play harp on it. I mean, the fact that I could even text him that I even have his number is <laughs> makes my head want to explode right now. But um and he said yes, and he's like, send it on, and he did it, and there it is. And it's doing really well from what I understand. So um, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's so much fun and, and it's such a cool, it's such a cool song and it's so much, it's just a cool thing. Oh, I'm, I'm so stoked. It's so great. I, you're finally gearing up to, to head on the road again, finally. I mean, this, that's gotta just feel so good. And uh, the boys coming too. I know they've got, had some special guest spots in the past on some yeah, of your shows. Yeah, um, they always come with me. And I think at which point they don't want to come anymore, I'll definitely slow down. I ask them all the time, do you want me to retire? Do you want me to stay home? And they're like, no, no, no. We love going on the road. We love it. And But I think at some point, girls are going to enter the picture and, <laughs> and going out on the road with mom is not going to be as much fun. But um, we're excited about it. I mean, it's been a couple of years that have been really for everybody, really hard to sit on your hands and to watch people that you love not be able to work. And so, um, yeah, we're we're super, super psyched. Oh, Cheryl, I can't wait to see you out there. Cheryl, thank you so much for your time today. And most importantly, thank you for your music. It's given me and so many people I love so much joy over the years. You were the best. Thank you. Oh my gosh, Jordan, thank you for having me on. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Inside the Studio, a production of iHeartRadio. For more episodes of Inside the Studio or other fantastic shows, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.